Anthony on Air Podcast back for another episode, and we're talking about all the big stories right now. Rush Limbaugh dead at the age of 70. Today, we'll get into him and his career. There's some Ghislaine Maxwell news. Uh, she is alleging that she is being abused right now. So we'll get into that. Trump Plaza demolished. Governor Cuomo feels like they're out to get him. I don't know if he... I'm starting to see that snowball down the old hill there in this Governor Cuomo saga. He was uh, threatening somebody, so we'll talk about that. Uh, plus, COVID-19 human trials. Facebook making some huge news in Australia for my Australian friends. And Lil Nas X got some hooties. I'm not I had to ask what that meant, but yeah. I'm not sure if he really does or not, but we'll get into it coming up here on this episode of the Anthony on Air podcast brought to you by our good pals over at Hero Soap Company. Link in the description below. Frankie C is here. Jay Sabs is on the way. Stay tuned for her. How you doing, my man? Hanging in there, man. Hanging in there. Middle of the week. Yeah. What are you going to do? Frank and I are uh, born from the world of uh, radio. So uh, Rush Limbaugh dying is obviously uh, Rush has been a gargantuan personality in the world of our business for many, many years. I have to admit that I, up until a few years ago, I don't even know when, eight years ago, maybe 10 years ago, never ever heard the guy actually on the air because he wasn't really in New York for the longest time. I mean, he was, but he wasn't on anything that I was, you know, growing up, we were listening to like sports talk or, you Howard know, Stern, Howard Stern or Hot Talk or this or that or, you know, rock music, music. And that wasn't really, you know, Rush wasn't really on many of those stations. He was kind of on the old conservative stations, which, by the way, 10 and 15 years ago were the stations that just were flat out not cool. I mean, a lot of them were AM stations, you know, and, uh, you know, just had crusty old programming and stuff. And um, but um but I, I was well aware. Here's my here's my point. I was aware of Rush's prowess more so than I was aware of what he actually did on his show on a daily basis. Yeah, you knew the name. But, I knew the uh, name. I knew. I knew. Up, I didn't know what. I didn't know anything about him. Yeah, I knew the up. name. I knew like how much he would bill. Like I knew all the businessy radio side of of his career. That you know when you're in the business, you read the trades about things that are going on, you know, the controversial stuff, the other thing, the, the actual content itself, I never really, you know, paid much attention to in my younger days, but um, certainly was well aware of, uh, again, his stature in the business for sure. And uh, I remember, I'm trying to find it on Instagram now, Frank, because it wasn't that long ago. So I really spent some time, I, and I did this as a bit years ago, I'll give you the exact date on when it was when I actually kind of spent some time listening to Rush Limbaugh. Dear Lord, I thought I was going to say like 2016. This was 2012. Okay. So it was like eight years ago. Nine I, years ago. Eight years ago, I Rush did something. I don't even know what it was, but I was talking about him. And I remember I watched a clip of him on the air and I noticed, and if anybody didn't know, he had uh, he was on the internet. Uh, you know, he was a, kind of a pioneer in internet. You know, broadcasting his show via video over the internet. I don't think anybody would carry him 
TV wise. Like I miss always had a TV deal. Howard had a TV deal. A lot of local sports talk show hosts get, have TV deals in their local markets and things like that. I, Rush never really had that. And I wonder why, because I feel like today he would have gone like OAN would have killed for, you know, would have murdered for his kind of programming or Newsmax would have, you know, they probably wouldn't have been able to. Those two him. probably. Yeah, they probably would have. Like Fox never, never wanted to put him on in the middle of the day. I wonder why that ever, that never came to be. Seemed like a natural fit. It would seem that way. I gotta tell you flat out, I'm not a fan. I know I don't wish anybody, you know. Yeah, I'm not, not to speak ill of the dead, but not a fan of this man or anything he says on the air. Well, anyway, so, so eight years ago, I came across uh, some footage of him doing his show, and the thing that I could not get over, Frank could not get over let me see if i could find a real photo of him in the studio because i don't know if he still did this or if this was just something that happened you know years ago and keep in mind you know eight years ago i'm i'm grinding it out on local you know radio doing the morning show here on the island you know so anytime any you know anybody else is getting any sort of publicity i'm probably annoyed here we go. Here's a picture of Rush in studio. I'm going to see. This might not stand out to you, Frank, but I'm going to see. This is not a great picture, but I'm going to see if you notice something in particular. Do you notice what set me off about this photograph of Rush in studio? I don't know what to tell you. Why? Okay. If, if for those of you who are watching and just listening, he has a gold-plated microphone. Okay. Okay. This drove me. I'm sure me, it's not real gold. I mean, maybe it is. Who the hell knows? It probably is. This drove me crazy to no end because I'm obsessed with microphones, have always been, always took interest in what kind of microphone. I got seven microphones right now within here. I got this microphone here. I got a, I got a condenser microphone. And here I am with a freaking headset microphone that costs like, I don't know, $9.99. At a gas station. Yeah. Right in this shot alone right now is a thousand dollars worth of microphones. <laughs> okay. All right. That's a so, little much. I think at most you need maybe one microphone. Yeah. Your old pal is obsessed with microphones. So I see this and I go, What how the hell now I know the type of microphone. Most people will recognize this as a radio microphone. They'll be like, Oh, that's like a radio microphone. That's an RE twenty. It's made by a company called Electro Voice. There's nowhere on the planet Earth where you could actually purchase a gold-plated version of their microphone. It does not exist. So I became completely obsessed with why this guy, like at what I'm sure point- sure he had it custom made or something. Of course, but I, I hate it. I hate that somebody got to a point Get your in their microphone career, custom made. You can do it. But, but my point is, is he got to a point in his career where he's like, do you know what I need and what I deserve, frankly? is a gold-plated microphone. And he went out and figured out a way to get a friggin' gold-plated microphone. That drove yeah. me up a wall. It's, it's, you know, it's the little things like that that get to you for some reason. That, the little, I don't know why that little thing. It just, it, like, it, it's not that I was angry. It just set me off. It was just like, 
What was the process like? What were the meetings that took place? Did he have somebody call up Electro Voice and be like, hey, guys, uh, from Russia's team here. Yeah, yeah, can we get, it would be possible for you to gold plate one of your microphones? Either that, I'm speculating. Maybe someone gave it to him as a gift. Maybe some Maybe. sponsor gave it to him as a special thing. Could have been. Who the hell knows Could have where been. that microphone I, came from. I got so obsessed with it that I literally turned the studio microphone. I said, I'll be damned if Rush is going to be the only guy walking around oh, here God. with a gold-plated microphone. So I I de facto gold-plated my studio microphone oh, that's... by scotch-taping oh, highlighters. highlighters? <laughs> yeah, I scotch-taped a bunch of highlighters around the microphone. <laughs> that is pathetic, my friend. <laughs> that is not... I thought they looked like little Nerf darts at first yeah yeah but, they do you know, highlighters good hey i'm sure that didn't mess with the sound at all either <laughs> the engineer was not pleased with me at all <laughs> he was not happy when he saw this photograph but my caption was my brand new microphone inspired by rush limbaugh now i'm a fancy pants radio guy too so they see now when i saw rush i thought we were talking about the band I'm a little disappointed yeah no it's not rush the band and i just realized no. that i didn't have my arrow up there but yeah there you go so uh, that 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 bothered me a little bit about Rush that he had to have a gold-plated microphone, you know. If that's the only thing that bothered you about Rush, what can I say? <laughs> well, listen, uh, the guy's not without controversy, of course. Uh, died today at the age of seventy. Let's go over some of the facts. Stage four lung cancer. He was diagnosed in early twenty twenty. On February 4th, 2020, one day after publicly announcing his diagnosis, he attended the State of the Union where then-President Trump awarded the radio host the Medal of Freedom. We talked about that on this podcast, I believe, because he acted surprised like he didn't know he was there to get an award when he knew full well he was there to get like, the only reason you're there. Yeah. Like, we, it was like, well, he, he had knowledge that he was going to go, and then he was like, oh, my goodness. He was so surprised. It was like, come on, guy. Um... Uh, Jen Saki Pisaki. I screwed this up, but somebody I told me Pisaki. Somebody Pisaki. told me how to pronounce it last episode. Current press secretary Jen Pisaki said President Joe Biden passed along condolences to Limbaugh's friends and family today. Uh, in October, Limbaugh shared with his radio listeners that the new scan showed some progression and that it was in the wrong direction. At the time, he mentioned his cancer was likely terminal. Uh, he said in October, "quote It's tough to realize that." The days where I do not think I'm under a death sentence are over. Now we all are. It uh, is the point. We all know that we're going to die at some point, but when you have a terminal disease diagnosis that has a time frame to it, then that puts a different psychological and even physical awareness to it. He went off the air on February 2nd for treatment, um, and uh, I don't believe he ever returned. Hey, it got uh, Screech in three weeks. Yeah, he diagnosed with it. Three weeks later, he was gone. It's crazy, right? I mean, it's it's sort Same of thing. insane. Lung, stage four lung cancer. Uh, he started Frank as a top forty DJ, believe it or not, back in nineteen seventy one in Pennsylvania. He landed a talk show at KFBK in Sacramento, California, in nineteen eighty four. In nineteen eighty eight, he joined WABC in New York and had a national uh, show on nearly three hundred stations. That was always sort of the things that we kind of heard about. Like, oh, he edited this, he edited that. Yeah, I didn't follow it too closely. I just knew the name. I, I knew of the name. I never heard his show live when it happened or anything. I know clips 
but I don't. I never really followed his show. I wasn't interested in anything he had to talk about. Yeah, it was po- political. I wasn't interested well, in anything political. Here's what's interesting, and and again, uh, boy, I don't want to take him down a notch on the day that he uh, he lost his life, but I never, and I haven't listened enough to him. I never really thought. I wonder if he was that good. He's certainly talented. I'm not going to take that away. It'd be stupid to say he wasn't talented. He's obviously talented. Um, but I feel like he was a conservative voice at a time where media was media and radio in particular was sort of, sort of devoid of conservative voices. So, you know, once you kind of get on and you start to catch a little heat, it's easy to spread. I wonder how many other conservative voices out there that people would say are probably maybe a smidge more talented. Like, I can't remember anything sort of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, special about his delivery. He read, he read and passed along news with a conservative voice. He had a unique voice. I mean, I, the literal voice. I mean, I respect like the sound. it. Yeah, I mean, I respect it, but I, to me, you know, people who have a bit more personality to them, I like a funnier personality for the radio. Well, that's probably why he he went more towards political stuff. He he wasn't, a, you know, a comedian. Yeah, not that you have to be. I'm just saying, like, if I had to remember, like, uh, Rush bits that were like in the Hall of Fame. Of bits, I not one. Although I do have a couple, but because I want to mention them, not one. No, I I have a couple of his bits that somebody wrote about. Because again, I don't know anything about him, so I'm just going by what was written about him today. But there was I a, know but a I, few I, things. There's again. Well, I'll bounce it off you to see if you have it. But I I know like with Stern or Opie and Anthony or uh, you know I miss like there were like these benchmark bits that people still talk about today a lot of great bob grant like you know there were all these great personalities you know uh don k reed and cousin brucey they have well, all had these... he, did, he didn't do that kind of show and when he did it wasn't i don't think he was anything special at the time yeah. he wasn't as big um, now once he, he got notoriety he i think he was off of uh you know that kind of radio I don't think he stuck around with that kind of radio when that was, you know, so he didn't have, he didn't do crazy bits. I don't think. I guess I mean, not. But like everybody, I every, I feel like you name a radio personality and there's a bit that's like a shadow that's right behind them. Like you, you know, you could name a bit of uh, theirs. Anthony. Where, well, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of, what's bit. your shadow bit? What's the bit that defines you? I, uh, it depends on who you ask. You. It, de- it depends. <laughs> I don't know. Like right. pe- people, well, you got a long career ahead of you, so it's people not- who watch the podcast will talk about you know the sync thing recently, or you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a billion things we've done on this podcast. People who That's listen true. to me on EHM will say different things. People who heard me on LNG will say different shit. You know. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. No, no, no. It's fine. I don't know if I have a premiere. I mean, my impressions, as you know, are just second to Legendary. <laughs> Let's hear that Bob Hope. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, 
that's funny. Um, that is an inside joke. I was Bob Hope in it. What an eighth grade play. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that was, but you were Bob Hope. You had the putter. Yeah. And you screwed up the one joke that you had up there. Oh yeah, I did. That yeah, was I a did. great one. <laughs> I, the, the the joke the joke was supposed to be. I went to, hold on. I went to a fight, and a hockey game broke out. Yep. But you went up there, and said I went to a hockey game and a fight broke out. And it killed though. It's not all, funny. But some laughs. people laughed. Yeah. Everybody, for some reason. I mean, I, then you, I guess you did the swing with the golf club, and the, you, 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 you nailed it. It was incorrect, but you nailed it. By the way, with apologies to Milton Burrow, because we, we took, I think you helped me, we took jokes out of his book. We had to have a monologue. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that book. We were recreating. It was an eighth grade play. We were recreating a Bob Hope uh, special. Like an, like the what do they call that USO a USO yeah. special and there had to be a monologue so our teacher just laid just laid a Milton Borough five hundred jokes book or a thousand whatever fifty thousand jokes one of these it was a huge book and she was just like did she even jokes. approve them I don't even know I, don't I feel even like know. she just said yeah just say whatever and then when you're done that'll be it it was basically she was teaching us to be plagiarists because you know we could have wrote our own material to be honest with you I don't think we could have. Milton oh, stuff is gold. Anyway. Twelve, yeah. Um, so uh, this was an exchange that I saw on Twitter, and again, I don't like to delve too deep into Twitter arguments. It's literally like getting in between a fight between my mother and father. I just don't care, and it doesn't matter all at the end of the day anyway. But uh, one person on Twitter said that liberals who didn't listen to Rush uh, and just read the Media Matters accounts never understood how funny he was. Much to my point that I was just making now. Uh, what set him off his many imitators was how wildly entertaining he was and the absolutely unbreakable bond he formed with listeners. Now, I think he formed a bond with listeners. I don't remember funny bits. Like, and again, I've been in radio for a really long time. So even like, um, you know, uh, oh God, who are the guys in, uh, in LA who were on K-Rock for years? Their name escapes me, but I... Like I would, I, there were plenty of radio personalities that I would never listen to, but I would hear about their bits, you know, right. you, Toucher and Rich up in Boston. I never heard about them, but there were certain things that you would just hear about. I sure. never like heard about a bit from Rush. So anyway, so this guy gets an answer from this other guy named Kevin. And he asks, what was funnier, mocking Michael J. Fox's Parkinson's or the, quote, AIDS update where he rejoiced in the deaths of people with that disease. There you go. And if you had to pick a classic joke, calling 12-year-old Chelsea Clinton the White House dog or playing Barack the Magic Negro. Did he really play a bit that was Barack the Magic Negro? He threw that word, from what I understand, I've seen clips and I've read transcripts. He threw that word around. Quite often. Like, like he was saying you know anything else it was it was just it was not good i never heard there was a lot of that and the aids thing it's it was like he would read off names of people who recently died of aids while playing like celebratory music why what was the bit uh, what's i i don't get that one it was just a i don't know i don't know why it was he thought it was funny but he was just 
putting down people who had AIDS. Was this like reason. in 1975 or 1985 or whatever? I don't know what it, I don't know when that was, but I feel like any time that's not good. I mean, yeah, I'm not condoning this, but the world was a different place 30, 30 years ago, and a lot of those, a lot of bits that were done on the radio didn't really age well. We were talking about this. We were going back to Britney, and she would go on interviews, and they would ask her if she was sleeping with Justin Timberlake, and she was like 19 or whatever she was. You know, like a lot of that stuff doesn't age well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just, uh, I don't, again, I don't want to, he died today. I don't want to speak ill, but yeah. there's just a lot of bits that were not, that were, you know, not good. Just not, uh, again, I don't want to. Uh, see, and that's, and that, maybe this is my whole point is like the news guys. Not the funniest guys. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like when I, you know, when you see like Hannity or, you know, uh, like Don Lemon or Chris, Chris Cuomo, Chris Cuomo is not a funny gentleman whatsoever. When you Every see, now and then he'll come out with one thing and you're like, it's not funny, but yeah, whatever. But when you, when you, know, you see for the these, most part, they're not comedians. These straight laced news people try and make jokes. It just no, doesn't work. As somebody who's really hilarious, it, it hurts my heart. You know, it really it pains me greatly. I understand. Same Thanks. Boat. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Hey. You're always there but, for me, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Listen, whenever I can be. So let's move on to cheerier stuff. How's Ghislaine doing these days? <laughs> so Ghislaine Maxwell is uh, complaining that she's being physically abused by jail guard, a jail guard. Uh, she was physically abused by a jail guard during a pat-down search and is withering away to a shell behind bars, dropping weight and losing her hair. An attorney for the accused madam said in court papers filed just yesterday. In the letter to Judge Allison Nathan Maxwell's attorney complained about conditions she faces at the Metropolitan Detention Center in Brooklyn, including sleep deprivation, inedible food, and the alleged abuse by a jail guard. Now, We've heard about all of these except for the jail guard thing before. We've heard about people waking her up in the middle of the night, so she's bringing this back. See, this is a Ghislaine bit. See, Ghislaine knows how to do a callback. I don't know about Rush, but Ghislaine... Ghislaine comes back every week, and she's, it's, 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 I yeah, don't want to say classic. She's bringing the bits back, like, oh, they're waking me up again. You know, we remember that's a callback. We remember that's that That's true. One. The letter states that Maxwell is subject to constant searches, about four per day, and surveillance by jail guards, which she claims is to make up for the Bureau of Prisons' failure to prevent her alleged cohort, Jeffrey Epstein, from killing himself in 2019. Yeah. I mean, is that is that something that... The... I mean, she's got to be checked up on and, and stuff, but, but the abuse thing... I know who, what kind of person she is. Well, no, she's I, just saying that she's getting special treatment because of what happened to Epstein. And I'm kind of like, well, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that's true. Your point, you know, it's like, I, what, what's her point? Yeah. Her, her point is, is that her point is, is that she had nothing to do with him. So don't treat me like that. Too that's, bad. Yeah. I mean, that's why you're here. Agree. I mean, you can't, you know, this is like, nothing to do with him. Like if you arrested gang members. Like if you arrested people that were in a gang yeah. and one of them did something, you know, and you were extra cautious with the other ones that were, you know, like, isn't that fair game? That should be. Yeah. It, once you're affiliated with someone uh, and you're in the same kind of racket. Yeah. You kind of, you know, treat not. I, I would say treat them the same, but you you have to keep an eye on them the same way you would. I mean, 
if Epstein never committed suicide, yeah, maybe she wouldn't get treated this way. But he did. You knew him. You were with him for a long time. Yeah. You're in the same boat kind of right now. So we got to watch you. Like deal with it. The if she ever got suicided, this Maxwell, like the, there would be no trusting anything anymore. Like people would right. lose their minds. You can't. So they got to watch her. That's that's a separate thing. Yes, we got to watch you. Got to keep an eye on you. Get that. That makes sense. The abuse. I mean, that's wrong. Everywhere. Abuse is wrong everywhere. Oh yeah, nobody's saying she should. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um. Yes, I know what kind of person she is. You don't want her getting abused because you don't want her to have a, a tech get a something to fight yeah, back. Exactly, with. exactly. And you know, and we're bet we as the law-abiding people are better than these people that are being accused of this stuff. So yeah. we're not. We don't want to. It's a cliche, but we don't want to stoop to their level. And no, no abuse is acceptable anywhere. So this is. I know she's a terrible person. But again, it would give her fuel. And anybody acting that way shouldn't be acting that way. Bobby Sternheim, her attorney, wrote, Miss Maxwell continues to be at the mercy of a revolving group of security officers who are used to guarding hundreds of inmates, but now focus their undivided attention exclusively on one respectful middle-aged female pretrial detainee. Boy, these okay. lawyers, they are, they are something else, aren't they? She's been a good prisoner. She's a respectful middle-aged female pretrial detainee. Let's make sure that we refer to her that way for the duration of the the trial, Frank. Yeah, I'll make write that note, down. Make a note of that. Can you yeah. can you make one of your really great awesome graphics with, <laughs> with that? Yeah, here it is. <laughs> Recently Done. out of the view of the security camera, Miss Maxwell was placed in her isolation cell and physically abused during a pat-down search. When she asked that the camera be used to capture the occurrence, a guard replied no. When Miss Maxwell recoiled in pain, and when she said she would report the mistreatment, she was threatened with disciplinary action. Guards then forced Maxwell to clean, the to clean a shower with a broom as retaliation for reporting the abuse, the letter claims. The letter was filed in response to a message by prosecutors about Maxwell's jail conditions, Nathan, in December, ordered prosecutors to submit written updates about Maxwell's lockup conditions every 60 days after she complained about them in a separate letter. So what has to happen from this is an investigation, no? I mean, they would have to... Yeah, I guess so. Sternheim added that the note uh, that Maxwell is awakened constantly during the night because guards flash a light at the ceiling of her isolation cell every 15 minutes. She's also withering away due to inedible food and grimy water dispensed at the jail. That I don't feel bad. Now, I'm not saying they should be treated like, you know, they're in the Hilton. Right. But at the very least, they should be kept alive. At the very bare minimum, I feel. The yeah, very I mean, minimum. we don't want them. We want them to be able to stand trial. Yeah. We want them physically able to do that. We don't want them to have any ammunition to, to call for a mistrial or anything like that. And as the good guys, the good guys are not supposed to act like the bad guys. Right. As a general rule. That's all I'm saying. I know she's a terrible person. But again, good guys need to be good guys, bad guys. Well, get so when they're bad guys. today is what, February 17th. So let's, let's put it on the clock. 60 days. We'll wait for the next complaint. 
about how. All right, uh, let me. I'll write that next to her new name. Yeah. All right, that next to the graphic. We're counting down to the next time she complains about inedible food in jail. We now. I wonder what it is. I wonder what they. It's not bread and water. I wonder what they actually get. I don't know, but they. It can't be great. But what do you? You know what? Do you, I'm sure it's not great. No. But if it's. Is it a Swanson TV dinner? Is it like now? I know a cop, Frank. You don't know this cop, Frank, and I know a okay. cop. But I know a cop. You don't know this per- this person. Hey, do t- I know this cop? Who told me that they get vouchers? There's one prison or jail, or I don't know what the difference is. But there's one place where when they arrest somebody because there's no food at the place, they get vouchers to go to Mickey D's and pick up McDonald's. Because I guess if they hold you for a certain amount of time, they have to feed you. Like when you yeah. first get arrested. So they'll get like a voucher to go to and get McDonald's. What do you mean go and get? Like like the cops have to go and get it. Like they don't let okay. they don't, yeah, they don't like, give the criminal the voucher. Bring like. the, you bring this to McDonald's. They'll give you a, a Big Mac. You come right back. All right. <laughs> it reminded me like when they when the cop told me this, I was like, is that kind of like how I used to get like a free hamburger coupon in my dentist bag? Like when you come back from the dentist, there was always that little bag with oh, treats in it. Yeah, they had like a pencil always and like sugar-free gum. And that was always like a voucher oh, for a McDonald's eraser burger. shaped like something. An eraser shaped like a tooth. Yeah. All right, so they get a voucher. Uh, McDonald's I'll settle for it. That's fine. I was going to say that's like that. a treat. Like, are you kidding me? When like my wife is like, hey, it's that. been a rough day. I'm getting McDonald's for the kids. I'm like excited. I'm like, oh, score. Like, sign me up. Yeah. Let's get some McChickens going up in this. I don't know if she... If she if she's getting McDonald's, I don't think that she, you know, no, unless no, she's like not getting McDonald's. The food, unless but, they're doing something to the food, you know, yeah. McDonald's would be fine, but she's probably not getting that. Well, a lot of McDonald's can definitely be a punishment. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You have more than two hamburgers. That you're, could be rushing your toilet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, but like get it like I, I when he said that to me like yeah well there's no food so we we get it we have to get a McDonald's I'm like that's kind of like a perk you know that's not it doesn't seem right that McDonald's must be doing good business yeah <laughs> open up a McDonald's next to a prison next to a prison like gangbusters um, Governor Cuomo supposedly throwing some threats around we'll get to that story but first uh, let's talk about Trump Plaza Trump Plaza the first casino that Donald Trump ever built in Atlantic City, and they demolished that bad boy today. Blew it up completely. I'll tell you what, it went down rather fast. And having been in that building myself, that's what she said. I was. (laughs) I had to throw one in there because the last, the last video we did without, without J Sabs. Yeah, we were missing them. We were missing a few of those. But look at this building yep. go down. Like, it went down fast. There it goes. That was fast. That's in Atlantic City. Yeah. And, and, and uh, like, there wasn't, like, a big... Usually, like, you kind of, like, see the explosions a little bit from the outside. Yeah. I think all the tinted windows and stuff were down those. Yeah. But, and it was daytime. You know, but, uh, yeah, that thing, they did a good job imploding that sucker. But what's weird is, uh, I guess they're building, like, this is what's funny to me. Atlantic City doesn't strike me as a place that you need to knock down buildings. 
to then build bigger ones. Like there's plenty of area in Atlantic City to build bigger buildings if you really want to build them. Unless that, what I can imagine is that building probably had so many violations or something that they just were like, you know what? It's not going to be worth redoing this hotel as anything other than let's knock it down and build something new. You're right. 39-story tower, which stood empty for years. Officials were keen to destroy it amid complaints that chunks of concrete were falling off the building. Boom. Yeah. Wow. See, I don't know. I don't know uh, what could have prevented that, but I don't know. Maybe pay the guys who built it. That's all I'm saying. All right, I'm done. I'm done. Never miss a chance. I'm done. I can't. You you tee them up for me. That's what I'm going to do. I'll tell you what, though. That seawater air that's right there would just kind of eat away at anything, I feel, like after a while. You know? And especially, I mean, five years, nobody's in it. But I don't see what being in the building would have anything to do with it's a weird concrete thing. falling. Yeah, but it's a weird thing about like upkeep. Like when you're not like when you can't catch a problem early, you know that's what I mean? True. In an abandoned building like it, it, that stuff could add up. And there's a great guy out there. I think the kid was like 14 when he started the series. I don't know how old he is now, but he was a kid when he started it. But if you go on YouTube and you just search abandoned. Oh, there's a lot of those kind of videos. People oh. just walking through abandoned places. Yeah. You get stuck down one of those rabbit holes. There's no coming out of them, my man. Like, it is tough. Yeah, especially the ones that claim that there's, like, ghosts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You ever see those? And there's, like, someone in the background. There's, like, a shadow. Yeah. And they highlight it, and, you know, like, freaks you out. But this one kid that I like, he not only goes to the places sometimes, but he gives you the whole history on how it got to where it got, like, why this happened, you know? And it's, uh, I just, I find those things so interesting for whatever reason. I don't know why, but I just find that interesting. And yeah, I don't think we're going to be doing that. Are we, are we searching through abandoned places? No, you don't. Have to I'll, I'll travel and I'll do food tastings and stuff. But Do I look like the kind of guy that would hop a fence? I mean. <laughs> yeah, I'm not throwing on a headlamp and camping in an abandoned bathroom. Yeah, I don't think yeah, so. That's not for me. But Atlantic City is like, I don't know. It, I, I, it is such a a place in my heart because like for New Yorkers and people in the Northeast, like, you know, especially like when you turn to certain age, especially if you were an Italian with a gambling problem, you know, you went there quite often, you know, and every time you went there, there's something about that city. And I don't feel like any other city is like this where you always are constantly seeing the potential of what this place could have been and never ever was and never came close to being like yeah it just they have all these all these huge casinos and hotels lights and it wants to be vegas so bad but then once you step away from the casinos a little shady you better have a you better have a weapon on you like a lot of abandoned houses there's like a an abandoned church on like every block yeah which is weird a lot of abandoned buildings lots um weird businesses strip clubs a lot of gold buying yeah yeah a lot yeah like i i was in atlantic city probably 15 to 20 times before the first time i literally stepped out of a casino property and and like walked in the area yeah if you can go to atlantic city and stay within because a lot of the casinos connect a few of them do 
Yeah. Or if you could walk the boardwalk. The boardwalk is the fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember like we found that there was this one seafood place that was like killer. But yeah, but it was like off the beaten path and it was, I so, remember that place. It was not in a good neighborhood whatsoever. And no, I remember going that. there just going, oh, my God, like, yeah, that was that was not uh, I remember. I can't remember the name of that place. But no, it was good. And neither do I. And one thing you would expect in Atlantic City is good seafood. Yeah, but I mean, imagine Vegas on a beach. Like, I mean, it, it just it sounds so much more beautiful. Like on like, and I could and I could be on the beach. You know. Yeah. No, I know. And you know what? It's like they took Vegas and they just got it hooked on meth. That's really what it. Yeah. It just it's got the J Sabs of uh, <laughs> of casino. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it got addicted to meth and. It did. And it never really reached that full potential. Kind of like J Sabs, the same thing, same thing. Yeah, it's the J Sabs of uh, podcast hosts. She was supposed to be on uh, Rush Limbaugh's show, and instead got that meth thing going, and then had a just she she settled in here. That was basically. Listen, we'll we'll take some drags. That's fine. She's the Atlantic City of uh, of radio hosts. It's amazing. Yeah, but I, I I don't know. Like just watching this thing get demolished, like and. And the thing with Atlantic City, too, is, is that, like, time and time again, you always thought, like, remember when they were building Revel? Yeah. They, at some point during the boom, pre-2009, when the world was just skyrocketing in, in wealth, you know, they, they started building this huge building, and they was like, we're going we're gonna to bring Vegas to Atlantic City. And I remember just, like, going, wow, this is amazing. Like, this, like, renderings, it's, like, oh, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be ridiculous. Like, this is going to change the face of Atlantic City. Like, here it finally is. And then the Lehman Brothers thing hit, and that building stayed abandoned for years and years and years. And I still don't even think that that thing is fully open at this point. I'm not sure, but the only really good place, maybe there's a couple of places that I'm not aware of, to go now there is, I would say, the Borgata, and um, uh, maybe Marriott, I think. Uh, I don't know. No, Harris. Harris is pretty good. Yeah. Speaking of meth addictions, here comes Jay Stubbs <laughs> right <is>. now. <laughs> um, you look, well, you were talking about Ace Atlantic City. We were talking yes. about Atlantic City. Yeah. How it never ever got to its full potential of like what it was supposed to be. See now. I, I mean. Good. Well, I was just gonna say, I agree. And I was just there. Like, oh, that's right. I forgot. You went there this weekend. Ago. Where yeah. did you stay? Caesars. Okay. Well, Where'd you get nice. COVID, though? I was not really happy. I'll be honest. Harris, I thought, was much better. Okay, this is every this is every conversation about Atlantic City. I was just in Atlantic City. Oh, you're kidding. Where'd you stay? Caesars. How'd you like it? Yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. yeah. You know what? I had a free room. There you go. Oh, nice. But it w- it was weird because it was a room that was inside. Oh, there like, was no window? There was a window, but it looked not into the <laughs> casino, but into the hotel. If that makes sense. Oh, I don't, I don't mind that. I like I actually kind of like that. Oh, I don't like that. Even though I made good town juice. Never mind. <laughs> now, it we were on the... It was no, a free so- room. What was the name of the sugar daddy that was paying for it? <laughs> right. <laughs> Good question. No, it was weird because it was a diff. It was the South Tower, I think, and there was only eight floors, and we were on the fourth floor, 
So we weren't on the main floor, obviously. Can you legally it call looked, it a tower if it's only eight right. floors? We looked down, so it wasn't like you were like eye level. Right. But if people looked up, they could probably see us doing stuff on the window. So you were overlooking what? You were overlooking like a walk? <laughs> the hotel the... lobby check-in. Okay. Did you do stuff in front of the window? Did you subject people to that? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Your poor husband. Um, But I was like, I don't really feel like going back down or calling and saying, can I have a different room? So I'll just leave it. But next time, you bet your ass I'm changing it. Oh, my you God. To see the outside world. I'm going to be Karen. Excuse me. Janine just said that she was too tired to go and have the room changed. That is a feeling my wife has never, ever felt in her entire life. Because your old pal aunt will change her room. I've changed the room three or four times. <laughs> I'm sure they love you at those hotels. <laughs> I wait. First of all, we you just said you liked Harris. Yes, I like Harris. Yeah. We, we get into Harris. Frank, you were there, right? That was the trip. You we you were there. Yep. I, I get into. I walk into the room. You know when you you know when light hits a wet stained area, how it gets that gleam on it, but you can only see it from a certain angle. And I say uh, wet stained area, and I think we all know what you know what I'm talking about here. Things that s- can spray and jism. shoot. Yeah, I walk into the room and I look at the wall and I go, "What did they film of orgy scene in here? What has happened?" Like it was like all over the wall, but it was only at like a certain angle, and like the uh, furniture was like chipped and dirty. And br- I, I was like, "We are. I can't stay in this room. I can't stay in this yeah. room." Just because I, I you can mean, see it. Do you think any other room is going to be any better? It's just that you can't see it. Listen, ah. I mean, you tell me one person that's going to be like, oh, the splooge on the wall was great. Let's stick in, let's stay here. No, this is fantastic. I, I, I agree with you. But I have to tell you something funny about that. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't remember. We we went with you guys. Remember the time I forgot Gaetano's bag at home? <laughs> <laughs> That's another great Atlantic City story. We I don't go think to... I was there for that. I don't think you were there for that either, Frank. I don't think you made that one, but we all went. This was around Christmas time. This was the last yep. time I went. Really? So that's five years ago. And that was right after my son was born. Yeah, that was we went around Christmas time. Yeah. Well, part one of that story is we decide to go. I always pack Gaetano's bag because you know he's fucking 12 years old (laughs) and we get to Atlantic City and I said where's your bag and he goes I thought you took it I'm like no I thought you took it he goes I told you to take it and I'm like no I didn't no you didn't so he had nothing with him and we had to go to the outlets and shop (laughs) <laughs> and when we got home, I raced inside to see where it was. And in fact, he was right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember I put it in a laundry basket. And I said, he asked me, can you take this? And I'm like, yeah, I'll take it out of the laundry basket. Oh. Yeah, I forgot. Now, did Second you admit part, to him that he was right? Later on, I did. Okay. But when we got there, I made, I tried to make him feel bad. Right. Um. 
the second part, this is kind of disgusting. By the way, before oh, you get good. to the second part, can I just tell you how happy it made me to like, to, like Janine and her husband were like not fighting, but they were snipping at each other. And he was so unhappy because we were like, oh, let's go here. And he's like, I can't go there. I'm wearing jogging pants or whatever it was. Like he had to go and get stuff. And he's like, I don't have underwear. Like the whole thing was a nightmare. Was it Was it because you never see him angry and, and you like to see him? He, by the way, like one I've of the never seen guy angry. non-angry guys ever. Yeah. And I, I, don't even, I would say technically he was angry. You probably couldn't even really tell that he was angry because he was still smiling and laughing about it all. But... I just remember I would I just I said to D too I was like I would be so pissed I would be so pissed, and that's also my worst nightmare. My worst nightmare is getting to some place on a trip, opening up the trunk, and your your things not in there. Just uh, I like, I'd be afraid that I left it like outside my front door, like on the porch. Yes. To call neighbors, is there a luggage outside on my? On my front lawn. Yeah, one of now, my one of my early. Jadine, I will get to your story. I promise. But one no, of my earliest panic attacks as a kid, I my sister moved to Colorado, so my father decides one year that we're gonna oh, spend cool. like four weeks like Griswolding through you know the the mountains of Colorado and everything. So we're driving yeah. through. I forget what deserty area. We stay somewhere. And we're in the car, and I remember putting my suitcase down in front of the car, but I can't remember putting it into the trunk. And so we're driving to this desert. We have like seven more hours to go. We're like an hour into the drive, and I'm like, oh, shit. I think I left my suitcase no. in the thing, and I'm just how panicking. How do you bring that up? And Yeah, like how do you bring And my father is like, boy, the car is getting, because we had to rent a car, it's 146,000 degrees. He's like the car starting to overheat. I'm a little concerned. Like, like the air conditioner is not really working. Like the air is kind of. It's a brand new car, but it's like 140. It's the desert, you know. I'm like, I can't tell him to pull over here. So the whole for seven hours, I just I just stayed in a constant panic that when we would open that trunk, there was going to be no suitcase there. Was it there? <laughs> yeah, it was there. Of course, it was. There. Oh. But that's what I thought oh, of no. when you left the suitcase back in Atlantic City. Go ahead, Jenny. Tell part. You know two. what's funny though? I vividly remember you laughing so hard at it i was so happy yeah i was no so happy else, no one else was as, as happy like, as right. you were now yeah. this weekend's gonna be interesting because i'm naturally an asshole and i get joy out of people's misfortune <laughs> i mean he he honestly was fine after we went to the outlets but it was just funny but the same trip i can't remember why i use liz and anthony's shower or something i don't remember why but I get out of the shower and I said, oh, thanks for leaving that razor in there for me. Oh, no. And Liz was like, "I that wasn't mine. And I was like, wait, what? Are you sure? Are you sure? And it was definitely someone that they left. Oh, in there. it was the last guest of that room. Oh. And you used Thankfully, it. no curly black hairs in there. Oh. <laughs> I can't even I can't even look at you. I can't. I... <laughs> All right. Even if it was Liz and Anthony's a friends of ours, if it was their razor. Thank you. Why, why no, are you I, using I, their I, razor? I can't remember why I thought she gave it to me. I can't remember why. I don't know if she said I left something in there. For, I don't know why. But I, I thought, oh, she left, you know, she left this in there for me. Okay. And she was like, oh, no, I didn't. What? 
Oh, God. What? <laughs> Come I tell on, my man. husband now, after I forgot his clothes and shoes and underwear and everything at home. That's, that was a stellar week. Terrible. That was a stellar week. But back to your original statement. I do think that they want it to be more of a resort, you know. Yeah. Like even I remember my mother telling me that my grandmother was so excited to go there because it was going to be so different and it was going to be like like a resort, kind of like how Palm Springs is to California. Yeah. Yeah, what would, oh, that Atlantic was, City would be? Yeah. yeah. Even when, when Trump first invested in Atlantic City, that was a huge story because it was like, here comes big corporate money yep. coming that, like, not only is it Donald Trump, but who else is going to follow? What, what other millionaire is going to follow Donald Trump into Atlantic City? And people did. Other millionaires came in and put money around and did all this stuff. And they thought it was going to be like this huge grand thing. And it just, it yeah. never got there. And to the point, like Janine stayed in Caesars. I bet you the, sh- the shittiest room in Caesars in Vegas is probably a billion times more nicer than the best room in Caesars in Atlantic City. Like I know. And you know what? I wonder why. I, I don't know. I, it's just like, the and there's a lot of hotels there. And, and by the way, to stay in a dump of a room that is Motel 6 quality that you wouldn't pay $49 for in Atlantic City on a Saturday night is four to $700 for the night. I I wouldn't say it was, it was horrible. It was good. The bathroom was a little small for me and Mm. I was comparing it to Harris, which we just stayed in November. Yeah. Harris, I didn't have any complaints. I know you did. Anthony, but um, they they re they redid a couple of towers, and maybe that's why it was nicer. But maybe I mean the other hotels out of there, like the Claridge. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a casino anymore, but we went to go see a comedy show there. Shout out Chrissy D, Chrissy Chaos. <laughs> um, and you know they still do stuff there, even though it's not a casino anymore it's just a hotel mm-hmm. nobody advertises anymore yeah. but the, the hotel there i mean it looks seedy and i'm sure it was like what 200 on friday night and these people are still staying there too like i've never stayed at a shitty hotel in ac i've always stayed at the casino ones how about you i've done both because there like, there would be there would be nights where it would literally be and this is like you know, we you'd get off of work on a Five Friday. Five to seven hundred. Yep. Your idiot brother would be like, "Hey, we're going to Atlantic oh, yeah, City. Like, when did this to get yeah. decided?" And he'd be like, five minutes ago." And you're like, "That's so stupid." And he'd be like, "Are you That's coming?" Pretty and you'd be like, typical of him. Yes, of course mm-hmm. I'm coming. And, and you get in there, and it's you. But you're splitting a room, four guys, and you're still paying like 150 a guy just to you know get it. It's it, you know, but but there would be times where we couldn't even get into a casino room. So the only thing that was available was those hotels like that were 20 minutes away. You yes, know. I, which is fine. My wife and I, we did that. We went to AC once and we stayed the next outside the town. Like right White outside. Horse Pike. Like, Abscon. Yeah, around, like Abscon. Abscon. Yeah. Yes. We stay out there and there's a hotel there and Awful. it's fine. I, you can ask my wife. I am on a Borgata or bust policy these days. And I'm not going to yeah, be honest with you. Too, I'm going to be honest with you. Borgata. So Borgata has two hotels in it. The Borgata and the Water Club. 
I'm mm-hmm. getting to the point where even the Borgata is getting skeevy to me that I only really? want to stay in the more upscale water club thing. Yeah. They keep losing money, then the, the quality is going to start dipping. You know, they, they yeah. cleaning staff, you can only pay so many people to do. There is no way they up their COVID cleaning standards in that city. No way. Pot. The only <laughs> thing they're probably doing different is sticking that remote in a baggie. That is it. You know it. That um, is the only, it. Yeah. The only way I'm ever going to feel comfortable in a hotel is if they physically remove the room and implant a new room. Yes. Agreed. Because the mattress you got to figure whoever slept on forget the sheets the mattress is absorbing every odor every it's just whatever the Um, the furniture wait did you guys feel like a little sadness when you saw trump plaza go down a little bit i mean frank i don't you don't care frank that's just not it's a building i mean you know what i had my bachelor bachelorette party there did you really the cosba yeah no, right, that wasn't right next to the no, the Cosba, there? the Cosby, oh, that was in uh, Trump Taj Mahal. That's oh. what I was that wasn't in Trump Plaza. Wait, which one is Trump Plaza then? Trump Plaza when was you're going the, towards Atlantic City. I think it's to the right. It was the old, old one. It was the first one you saw. It was basically the highway would dump right into it because the uh, convention uh, convention hall is right there. That was the one. It's it was, not on the boardwalk. It is, but it was it, you, basically you probably you drove in Atlantic City. It worked like this. You drove right up to that hotel and then you made a left to go to every other single hotel. Mm-hmm. But that was the hotel like you made a left at before you got down to all the other hotels on the rest of the strip. In fact, there's only one. I think the Tropicana was the only hotel that was to the right of that hotel. Like everything else was to the left of that hotel. Yeah, Atlantic City Expressway went straight. That's it. The and then to the, yep. to the right is Tropicana. Then there's the Trump Plaza, and then everything's to the left. Yeah. Oh. But that was one of the oldest. That was one of the oldest ones, and that was connected to the convention hall. And he ran, Trump ran the convention hall there for a little while. Mm -hmm. And he brought a hockey team in there, I think. And one of the wrestling, one of the WrestleManias, I think, was there early on or something. And that was like a big deal. Part of the whole, everything is going to be revitalized in Atlantic City. And then just, it it all just never, ever happened. Never, ever happened. And well, the area around it is not great at all. No, um, not at all. Not. And that usually does happen with casinos, they say. Yeah. But Atlantic City is just... I mean, there's a great Instagram. It's called Atlantic City Crust. And it is... The, <laughs> I can't even tell you. It's bad? That, I mean, it's pretty funny characters on there. Well, you know what's just crazy? Just think Frank from Shameless. You know what's crazy? Even in Vegas, like there's areas around Vegas that aren't great, but you can walk really? around Vegas for hours without seeing anything suspect. Yeah. Whereas okay. in, in Atlantic City, if you literally walk ten feet in the wrong direction, you can get you can get night. Yeah. If you it's walk just, on that main street. Yeah. Yeah. No good. I mean. It's dim, dimly lit. There's just, just abandoned buildings. Yes. Yeah. You have yeah. You have to know the exact street you're going to if you're going from casino to casino. If you're not going on walk the, boardwalk. the boardwalk, yeah, that's where all the people. That's where all the people right. are going between hotels. Yeah, unless you go to um, Bear Exposure, then you do have to walk <laughs> on the street. Take a cab. cab Frankie, you ever been there? Yeah. Okay. Has he ever I been there? To. One of the one of the backstages is named after him. I didn't put <laughs> so much money into that. The main stockholder. Yeah. Shall we tell them what goes on at Bear Exposure? I mean, I I personally have been there once. 
I think I people can figure out that bear exposure yeah. is a strip club. I think they can. I think they can figure that. Out. Yeah. I've been there a few times. It's one of the Bachelor weird. Oh, Frankie. Bachelor parties. That's where we went. It's one of the weird strip clubs too. Where is it a Jersey law where you can't have nudity, or is that a New York? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, have... I think it's Jersey. Yeah, you can't have nudity nope. and alcohol in the same place. So there's a liquor store attached to it. Mm-hmm. So you go no, in and you buy the liquor at the liquor store. Yeah, and you carry it into the casino because they can't the serve it. Part. You can have alcohol there, but they can't they serve can't it. They can't sell it. Mm-hmm. So basically, you go to the liquor store and you buy a bucket and whatever you want, and you could and ice, and they'll give you ice, and you throw in. It's just this. And you just wa- you go out the door, you walk ten feet, and you're in you're in the strip club with with all your liquor. <laughs> it's the most savage, just, stupid thing ever. Can I just ever. tell you what happened when I went in there? Yes, please. I had to pee so bad, so the only bathroom. Oh, you didn't go to the bathroom, did you? Dear what God. are you doing? Goodness. Dressing room, where the no. girls are. <laughs> they yeah. let you go into the dressing room. Yeah, they probably thought I was a stripper myself. I was gonna say that's how they recruit girls. I think you were part. <laughs> you started an application with what I dre- was dressed in, probably. <laughs> so I was like, oh no. Then it's okay. And they're like, no, 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 come in. So I was like, okay. Well, let me just tell you. Well, obviously, no wonder strip clubs are dark. Yeah. Because it was light in there. Oh. Gross. Wrong. This was the backstage. This was the, 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 the stripper's restroom, right? Yeah, but yeah, but I guess Not because open I was to a the girl, public. they told right. They were like, no, no, go you could go in. I was like, okay. And it was so still, like as long as you sing to drop a like it's hot, you're good. I was like, you only okay. have three. You're in there for three songs, then you gotta leave. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, there's two places um, where you never want to see the backstage area: a strip club and Disney. I think those it just ruins no. the magic in both cases. Right. You're like, oh. Or okay. a casino, because that usually means you're gonna get your ass kicked. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you're getting. All right, Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> uh, yeah, one of the totally. best True. movies ever made, though. Why? I like I like that movie. I always like that movie. What the was original the... or the yes. Brad Pitt one? Well, no, the Brad Pitt one. I didn't hear what you first said, Janine. You were there when they made I, it. I like Ocean's Eleven. Oh, I like Ocean's Eleven. What was wrong? With yeah, Ocean's she said 11? it was the best movie ever made. She's a oh, huh? one of the best ever made. I thought it was pretty good. Not the best ever made, obviously. I put it obviously, up there. It's Star Wars. Um, Frank, when's the last time you were at AC? Oh, it's been a long time. It's been a bunch of years. My, me and my wife went, I'd say maybe five years ago, maybe six years ago. See, now I like to go because you can go from casino to casino and they do have good restaurants there. They do. They do. They do. Um, we actually edit Gordon Ramsay steak. Nice. How was that? I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. The drink was the drinks were really good too. Um, and within a half an hour, I was there. I won seven hundred fifty dollars. What? Plant doing what? And then I went to Bay Exposure. Nice. <laughs> I made it rain. Man, you know it. Who you, Jay? <laughs> you win nice. all this money like, and then you go. Ah, let's go to the strip club. Is that is that his thing? No, I don't know. What you're talking about. <laughs> no, no, but no. What, I didn't hear um, that. What were you playing? What did you win? Fast. How did you win? Um, slot machine. Wow. See, I never do the slot machines. That's where everybody wins. Now, did you leave with that money or did you put it all back? Well, here's the thing. Oh. I brought $200 with me 
And after I won that, I'm like, I'm going to cash out at 750 Cashed out. Because um, I won a little bit more. I, won, I was up at, to 840 Then I cashed out at 750 Then I took the 100 and I played. And I played, like, basically all night. And then I came home with 700 Well, really, 800 800 So 600 because you, you came with two, with two? Yes. That's a good day. So you were up 600 bucks. That's pretty yeah. great. Way to go. Yeah, I I don't know what that feels like because I've never left with more money in Atlantic City. Really? I don't even know. It's uh, that's how I know when it's time to leave when I have no more money. I'm like, oh, this that's must the be, pro- Yeah, trips must, I, must be over. That's why I, I don't understand why they charge you for parking when you leave. They should charge when you come in. Yeah, I get know. that money leave, on the way in. You're like, I I can't pay you the ten bucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. But you know, you go there, and if you win right when you get there, you're screwed. Because you're not, you can't stop playing because you're there for two days, three days. Yep. What are you gonna do? You're gonna play. I I play. I kept playing and winning with that money, and then I said, "Let me stop." Played more that night. Played more the next morning, and then came home. You know, with my money. That's unbelievable. You know, I wanted to put another hundred in there, though. You know how bad I wanted to. So I was sweating. I was like, "Should I do it?" I didn't know. I don't know. Jenny was quite the gambler here. I didn't know this. Do you play table games at all, or just? I do. Okay. Um, I do like blackjack. I thought you were going to say pie gal poker. (laughs) My favorite though is Let It Ride. Oh, you'll lose a lot of money quick on that one. Mm -hmm. I know, but once I won five hundred dollars. Man. in Connecticut. I was nice. lucky. I was like, oh my God, what should I do? See, Connecticut, there's an example of there's casinos and it's you can walk around and the neighborhood, you know, it's it's in the middle of like the woods. It's in the middle of the forest, yeah. That's but there's different. nothing, you know, it's not in a terrible place. Which one are you talking about? Foxwoods or uh, what's the other one? Foxwoods is a little sketchy though, isn't it? I think Mohegan's a nice Foxwood, one. Mohegan. Mohegan. I did a, um, you know, that that race I did there. And it was around Mohegan. And it was really cool. Oh, really? It was through the woods. That's kind of What's fun. the name of it? You did know, you, the Tough Mudder. Not the Tough Mudder, the other one. Did you make it to Grandma's house? What's going on? It was nice, Walmart? though. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm surprised. I'm just trying to figure this out. I thought that I had a gambling problem. Meanwhile, I haven't been to Atlantic City in five years. It's been six for Frank, and Janine made it twice during a global pandemic. That's pretty. <laughs> That's... <laughs> yeah, out of the three of us. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely, I will call this what? me and my brother. Right. My my what gambling problem is that I lose. Let me tell you something. You do you know how much money over the years your brother <laughs> has saved me in Atlantic City? Because we really. Would, we would go if I was with Janine's brother, if I was losing or whatever, and I'd be like, oh, I got to take a break. I got to stop watching your brother gamble was enough. Oh, so entertaining to kind of like he, like Janine's brother is he's the kind Insane. of gambler that you read about. Like if I told you the stories, you wouldn't believe you wouldn't believe it. Yep. He's nuts. My he's nuts. F- one of my favorite Nick Atlantic City stories. Your brother is on this roulette amazing hot of course he always plays roulette he's on this amazing hot streak i and i'm not going to throw dollars and around but he's he must be killing it because 
friggin' pit bosses are surrounding him like <laughs> a stripper at their exposure. They are just right. What well, can like we Janine. get you? Breakfast? This you that. could pretty much hear all the cameras just turn towards him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what is happening? He's got wads of cash up in the room and this and that. And he goes, he goes, they invited me to some room. And I go, don't go to that room. I'm like, I don't know. This sounds very shady. He's like, no, I think I get like, uh, like there's like prizes in the room. I'm like, this is not, there cannot be prizes in the room. Sure enough, 15 minutes later, there's your brother walking across an Atlantic City lobby, Atlantic City casino lobby with a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> the hell is the... Just give him a vacuum cleaner. He's like, they put me in this room. They home told me I had this many points, and this is what I was allowed to get. So I picked a vacuum cleaner. That's hilarious. I never heard that. That's so funny. It's just me, oh, him, and a Dyson up, just rocking across text. the lobby. Bring it up in the group text. <laughs> that is really funny. Um, oh God. And I said to him, I go, why, why did you pick the vacuum cleaning? Because I think it was worth the most. He goes, let's go to the boardwalk and sell it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I remember yeah, watching yeah. him play roulette. And he literally had $25, a stack of $25 chips. And how he was playing was he would take the chip and throw it in the air. And wherever yeah. it landed, yeah. that was the number he picked. He, he yeah. does that. Yeah, and he was just throwing twenty five dollars chips in the air, and wherever they landed, he would yell at he would yell at strangers walking by. He would just scream, "Pick a number, pick a number!" He would just yell at people, and then he would play the number. And sometimes he would hit on the number. I mean, he yeah. One time, this guy, I was there with him, got mad at him that he kept winning. And the guy was on the other side, and he goes, "Can you believe this fucking guy? I'm gonna punch him in his face." He had no idea that I was with him. <laughs> you know, we don't look alike at all. <laughs> and yeah. he was about like 80 years old, this guy. And he was serious. And That's Nick just kept laughing at him. But the guy was like, I think he had to walk away because he was going to punch Nick. <laughs> uh, people. Yeah. Jealous. And Janine's brother oh. is, is not a quiet guy. He is loud. He no. takes. Yeah. He can take over a room. Yes, he can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Easily. Man. Oh, so when, when are we go into AC next, guys? I don't know. I, think, I would I love feel the itch. I feel when the all itch. this is calmed down, when everything's over, I'll go. I'm not going to lie yet. It's fine there now. I would love there to go and do the show from Atlantic City. I would. <gasps> I think that would be oh, so yeah. much fun. I'd do that. What did we do? Somebody gave me a room once. Was it? I forget where it was. Resorts? Where did we go that they gave us a room? Didn't they give us a room for something? Was it Borgana? How did, how did we even get that? I don't even remember. What are you talking about? They messaged me or something. Somebody messaged me at like they were like, "Do you want to come stay in Atlantic City?" Or I forget. Ooh, really? This sounds like an indecent proposal type situation. <laughs> oh, I was talking about a staycation or something, and and they were like, "Do you want to come stay at the Borgata?" And I was like, All "Also, right. a representative of the Borgata was listening to you." To you? I don't think it was them. I think it was some other, like a third party that just had like a comp at the Borgata, like a traveling or some, some something That's like shady. that. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I don't know. It was like, you know, I'm not a, a like limo company or something. I never, I never did like pay to play. I'm like, I'm not going to mention it unless you buy advertising or whatever. Right. 
And they were like, well, you don't really have to mention it. They were like on the air. They were like, you could just like tweet about it or something. And I was like, well, that's a different story where that we could do. <laughs> really? Deal. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> easy, easy enough. Um, I did come to some real like realization this weekend, though. What's that? I want before I die, I want to do stand up comedy someplace. I thank you for the silence. No, um, you were gonna, we didn't think you were done talking. <laughs> I don't know. I just I think it's very cool, Mm -hmm. and I don't. It's just something I I want to do. I kind of did always want to do it. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. So maybe you'll see me up there. Do it once. I mean, I don't know if they're if places are having. Well, yes, because I just I just did it. I just went to one. Yeah, but like it was probably like a big theater or something. Open mics, I think. Have you ever gone to open mics? No. You yeah, open mics, you just jump up on stage. Problem with that is the only people watching you are comedians wait to go, waiting to go up on stage. So you're not going to get, yeah. no matter yeah. how funny you are, you're not going to get the laughs you think you're going to get. Yeah, but that's not true. You that's got, true. We got laughs when we went. Did you know that me and Frank did it? No. You didn't know this? I went. Where? I didn't do it. To be. Oh, you didn't honesty. do it? No, you did it. I watched you do it. I was going to do it. I was ready to go, but then I... I looked around and I knew what was going to happen. I was going to say my material. I was going to get zero laughs because there was like 12 <laughs> people there and they were all not con- they were all not looking at the person on stage. They yeah. were looking at their own notes setting cuz there's no audience. It's just comedians sitting there waiting for their turn. Yeah. I did it. So I didn't that was to do it that way. Where? That, that was stand up New York. City. That was uptown. Oh, really? You did it there? Okay. So the first time I ever did stand up was at the Comedy Cellar. No, and you then didn't. Yeah, and then I did stand up New York, and then I think I might have went back to the cellar. I don't yeah, know. They have open night. I want to do it, it at the cellar. Can, you could do it. So here, this is my this is my this is my foray into stand up comedy. I go, I do the first ever. A guy I worked with at CBS, he got comedy classes from his wife one year, and the 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 finale was to go perform. He was so nervous. So I was like, I'll do it with you if you want. He's like, that w- if you come with me, that would be great. I go, yeah, I'll fucking come with you. So go down, do it. I write some material. Uh, Neil Brennan. Was it Neil Brennan? Who's the guy? The guy who did Chappelle's show, his brother. Okay. Who's also a famous comic, was hosting that night. And I go up there, and I literally did really well. Like, I had all this stupid wow, material. Oh, you. I did really good. I got laughs. I was like, wow, this is amazing. So he comes he comes off stage and he goes, was that really the first time you ever did this? And I go, yeah, first time I've ever done it. He's like, I don't believe you. I'm like, I swear to God, first time. No bullshit. He was like, he's like, you're really good. I was like, thank you. That was really nice. We go to I go to do it at Stand Up New York. The laughs weren't like huge like they were there because there wasn't as many people. But everybody laughed at the exact same like they laughed at all the jokes and I remember getting off stage going like it it lost its luster. Like the, the, the repeating the same stuff over and over again. I, I just, I couldn't bear it. I just was like, this is this thanks. I I can't do this. You know, it's funny. Like the show that I just saw Chris DiStefano, Chrissy chaos. Yeah. I, you're getting paid to do that. No, I'm not, but okay. 
maybe he'll get me on comedy. So I promise you, Janina, we'll get him to come on. I know I can get him to come on. But go ahead, finish your story. I wonder if he repeats the same jokes over. And yes, over. they all do. repeat the same. Absolutely. Jokes. Yes. There's, it's well, impossible to have new fresh material for every single show. But I will say, well, unless you're Janine Sabatino, and that's like crazy stuff. Right, right now in this, because because <laughs> nobody's been able to really get on and and build up an, another act. You probably mm-hmm. saw a lot of shit that he was saying, if not the for the first time. He's probably only been saying it for a couple of weeks because there's been nowhere Testing to go. Out new stuff. Workout material. Yeah, he's probably. Really? Test- yeah, of course. I was just like, because I've seen his stuff before, and I'm like, did this you hear any time, repeated like, jokes? No. Yeah, so he's That's probably testing like, out new stuff. Is it? Is it? Is he just like going into this and like making stuff up? Because when he was talking to the audience, because it was a small theater. And there was people right in front of him. And he was talking to them. And you know what? Maybe you're just, maybe you're just fucking funny and that's it. No, he's funny. You and know? riffing yeah. and you crowd work. To do that. Yeah, riffing that's and crowd work for sure is, is there and in the room. But all the material is stuff that he's concocted and written. And, uh, don't tell me that, though. And I said before. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you think he was just going to go up there and be funny? You got to write mean, material. Right. That's what I said. I said, well, some stuff is, you know, organic. Some. But yeah, but some stuff, yeah. I guess you have to just. If you're going up it. there, they want you to do five minutes. You got to fill that five minutes. And once you get up there and you say one thing that's funny, you realize you got four minutes and, 10, and 50 seconds yeah. left. You got to have material to fill that. It's longer than you think. Yeah. But I would say. No, I'd like to do to it. Say. Even the comic that riffs the most is going up there with. 80 percent material that he's already said before yeah hmm. I don't know. you gotta I have a set it was a really good show the theater was not big yeah and like i like the comedy seller feeling like i like small intimate yeah right. well the comedy again, seller like a lot of comics either the comedy seller in the city, the comedy store in LA, these are clubs where all these comics go to work out material that yep. when they take out on the road. So they've all they're all that's yep. what they're doing. Exactly. So in your dream to do stand up, what did you think was gonna happen? You were just gonna go up on stage and And just like this, start to start, start talking. talking? <laughs> well, not for nothing. I can make people fucking laugh. So we'll see. Yeah, I know, but it's different yeah, from but if the two of it's, us. No, are it silent. is different. It's if different. If the two of us are silent and we said, Janine, you've got the next five minutes. <laughs> Hmm. Right. Well, that's the whole thing. Be funny. Like, oh god, it's it's tough. You got to write stuff. That's every comedian. You got to sit down and write material, test it out, talk in front of a mirror. You know, you got to like. Do you say I'm gonna? gonna, Here's here's the five jokes I'm gonna do. Maybe I won't do this one. I'll see how the other one does. I don't know. Well, that's what open mics are for. You go and you test it out. If you don't yeah. like the way you said it, you, you, maybe you got a laugh. Maybe you didn't get a laugh, but you're sure it's funny. Maybe you've got to reword it, come at it at a different angle. You know, it's there's a lot of work that goes in into these. You think they're just sit, they just get up there and say it perfectly. What you don't see is them sitting down and scrutinizing every single word that they say. Yeah, it's true. That's, that's a lot true. of it. That's why. See, that's why I love this. Like this to me is 
the fun, like this is where I get the high off of like is yeah. is the riff and the I don't know what's gonna be said and I don't know what Frank's gonna say or Janine or what even what I'm gonna Definitely say. I love right. that stuff. Like that to me is more fun. Like that's why when I did it and and I said the same shit and you got the same laughs and it was kind of like I said to I said I can't imagine doing this for a fourth or fifth time. Well, that's what, that's what I said, too. I'm like, well, how many times could they really repeat the same joke? And Gaetano's like, no, they do. A lot. They definitely and, do. And for, for example, there was a kid in the audience who had bangs. <laughs> so you could just imagine the guy who opened for him made fun of him. And then Chrissy did, did too. Mm. And he's like, he's like, you guys don't understand. You come out here and the first thing you see is a guy in the audience with bangs come on there's nothing better than thank you <laughs> <laughs> who opened for him um he oh i don't know i don't know his real name james something chris stefano is like top five emerging comedians right now yeah he is for me he is like sam morell chris stefano there's like a young emerging class right now that's so so good it's unfortunate they haven't had a, like a place to work out and do their stuff with, but uh, maybe he, that's what he months. just did. <laughs> in a couple of months, every they'll all have a Netflix special. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the Stefano's getting a true TV thing going. He's got a show coming to True TV. Well, I I just found out he had a pilot that didn't go on CBS. Yes, I did see that. And uh, what's his name was playing his father, Chaz oh. Palmateri. Oh. Oh wow. Yeah, they they know each other too. Yeah. Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Wait, didn't you know him? Who? Who? Sam. I don't know Chaz Palmetary, but I had him on the show. He's been on the show. Well, you made us go see Goodfellas or Bronx Tale? A Bronx, Bronx Tale. The play. Yeah. The play. And I he had, was in it, right? <clears throat> yeah, he did the he takes the Bronx Tale on the on tour. I had yes. him on and he was like, I got all these extra tickets. Do you want to come? And I was like, Yeah, I'll come. And I drank wine from um, a bottle in the audience. Thank you. I do okay. remember that night. That was a good night. <laughs> After the wine, I, I can't really recall, but right, the wine it was really good. By the way, that was one of those. Really that was one of those moments where, like, Chaz Palminteri is a god in an Italian household. So. Oh, right. I would have like all these huge people on and none of my, nobody in my family would give a crap. And it was like Chaz Palmateri came on and they were like, Oh my God, how'd you get Chaz Palmateri? And it was the easiest thing. And he was like the nicest guy. It's always those little, like, like the, like, yeah. you don't think it's that big of a deal. And then everybody's like, Oh, and finally made it. He had Chaz Palmateri. And it's like, <laughs> I'm still making the same shit money. It doesn't, you know, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, no. now you've made it. Now we've made it. Talking to talking. Not Howard Stern. Not Howard Stern. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. No, H Howard Stern. When Howard came in, and and um, and Chaz Palminteri. I'm trying to think if there was another moment where my family was actually proud of me for three minutes. It was really those two <laughs> moments. Frankie, that, see, that was yeah. <laughs> I was very excited that Howard Stern came on the show. In fact, my family goes, "Do you still talk to Frank?" And I go, "Yeah." I go, "Why?" <laughs> what about Chaz? I bet Charles. I, I bet you we can get Chaz Palmateri on this too. He was super nice. Good. Yeah. Have you seen him on Chris's uh, podcast? Because he is pretty funny. I did watch it. The uh, I did. It, you know what? After you texted me the after you texted me the picture, 
of Chris Stefano the stage. You, sh you shot me a picture of the stage. I swear to God, on my YouTube algorithm, the next day, his podcast oh. or whatever <laughs> yeah. came across my thing. Yeah. That's so weird. So they're everywhere. All right. We got to get through these next couple of topics very quickly. Oh, my God. There's still yeah. more. Four Whoops. more. Very Are you quickly. kidding me? Yeah. Cuomo, Four let's more. get into it quickly. He threatened. Uh, let me see here. A state lawmaker from Queens. Can't trust anybody from Queens. Remember that. Says Governor Andrew Cuomo threatened that he'd be destroyed if he didn't help contain the damage over Cuomo's cover up of nursing home deaths from COVID 19. Assemblyman Ron who? Kim. What? Who did he threaten? Assemblyman Ron Kim. Oh, there you go. Uh, today, he said that he got a phone call from the governor last Thursday night, shortly after the New York Post exclusively revealed how Secretary to the Governor Melissa DeRosa privately admitted that Cuomo's administration withheld death data for fear it would be used against us by federal prosecutors. At first, there was silence on the phone, Kim said. Then the governor says, Mr. Kim, are you an honorable man? Kim, who said he was in the middle of bathing my kids, said Cuomo asked him to draft a statement to say that Melissa DeRosa said there was a federal investigation that they had to deal with that first. During the conversation, Kim said Cuomo warned him, you have not seen my wrath. I have been biting my tongue for months. Ooh. Kim recalled Cuomo saying, I can tell you, I can tell the whole world what a bad person you are and you will be finished. You will be destroyed. Kim said Cuomo was so angry that my wife could hear the governor yelling into the phone. At one point, the former state attorney general also asked Kim if he was a lawyer, which he is not. After that call, we were devastated. My wife didn't sleep at all, Kim said. See, when Chaz Palminteri threatens someone, you know, everybody, <laughs> you know, he becomes a legend. Yeah. Now you can't leave. Now you just can't leave. This just right. goes to show, and again, Cuomo's my guy. We went to the same high school, but the, all these guys are scumbags. That's why you can't be on everybody, man. You he, can't be on I any of these people's say... side. I really judged him wrong. From the beginning, I thought, oh, you know what? He's going to do it. He's going to bring us all together. He's going to do, you know, he, he's doing what's the best. Nope. He's not. Yeah. Sorry. You realize, like, just like he when lied. You, just like when you they see. They all your, lie. Just like when you realize your parents are real people. These, they're not super right. human people. They're people. Right. You know, they do right. as good a job as they can do. And that's, yeah. you know. Some people do shitty stuff. Yeah. Um, listen to this first human challenge trials involving COVID-19 are going to begin in Britain. Uh, challenge trials. What the hell is this? Ethics approval has been granted for a human challenge study, which will see 90 healthy volunteers between the ages of 18 and 30 deliberately infected with COVID-19. It is hoped that the results will help scientists better understand the disease and lead to improvements in treatment and vaccination programs. You know, there's plenty of people who are infected. That they you get don't tested. have to voluntarily infect people. Yeah, What's I mean, I can see why they would want to do it, though. I could, they're to probably see how picking... it first come in, comes in contact. Yep. Maybe. Yeah. Honestly, I thought they already did this. I thought they did too, but this is the story everywhere that this is the world's first human challenge. That's that's. I literally... would sign up for that. Because I so thought would, they paying these people. I thought early on into the, get COVID. I thought early on into the pandemic, yes. people were voluntarily getting it to see how Me it too. all worked. I, mean, I would. Um, I would. I don't, I don't know, if, know, man. I don't know if I would. Comment below. Not really? 
Yeah, that's that's a great comment below. Would you would you get COVID voluntarily? <laughs> would you voluntarily get injected with COVID. What's the pay? Because so that's what that's what I want to know. They don't say here. But what's the pay? Because nobody's just doing it for humanity's yeah, sake. For you got to get paid for that. What do you get? How many people did they say? Ninety something. Yeah. Ninety volunteers. That's. I mean. Here's the thing. We're all gonna get it eventually, anyway. So might as well get paid true. to get it. We are, no, or we've already had maybe. it. Maybe. You know, it's funny that Nate Bar Nate Bargazi, I forget, I don't know how you say his name, but he's got a bit where he's like, everybody had COVID back in January. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> like, the, like, everybody has the same story. I think I had it back in January. And it's so funny because yeah, I right. said the same shit. My wife and I got sick in January last year. We thought we had it, you know. Could have been. We had no idea at the time. Yeah, it could have been. Well, no, they did that study that they, they, people who donated blood, they went back and they looked at the blood samples from November of 19, and it was already here, back in November of 19. So that was before everything shut down in March of 2020. Uh, let's go over to this Facebook in Australia. What up to my Australians out there watching and listening? You know what's funny? We put these out at like put some shrimp on the Barbie. We put these out at night now, and like at three o'clock in the morning, you see a little blip in the analytics when it hits Australia, and they start people start watching it over there. Oh, when okay. it's normal time for them over there, yeah, or four or wherever it is. But you could just you could see when the Australia and they all start commenting at the same time. It's adorable. Uh, Facebook restricts Australians from sharing or viewing news content while Google strikes a deal with News Corp. So Facebook in Australia announced that they're going to be blocking users from reading or sharing news content in response to a proposed media bargaining law that would require Facebook and Alphabet Inc.'s Google to pay the country's news publishers for content. Hours earlier, Google struck a deal with Rupert Murdoch's News Corp to start paying for the use of its journalism in the United States, United Kingdom, and Australia. Oh, God. So if I'm... ABC News or Fox News or whoever, I would have to pay Facebook. No, the to other be way able to use it. It's the other way around because these all these outlets wanted to go on social media so people could spread their whatever. Now right. in Australia, what the government is saying is, if Facebook or Google want material from Fox or ABC or whatever, that Google should have to pay these outlets for yeah it's an interesting oh. concept because normally well, that would be the case but the reason why they don't have to pay is because of all the exposure that they're getting you know right yeah how else are you going to consume this material if somebody doesn't put it on facebook or youtube or twitter and share it with you yeah and the right. one organization that pays and gets on facebook they're going to be the ones that take over you know oh. so everybody's going to jump in and the thing is is that facebook in particular has been putting newspapers out of business and magazines practically out of business yet Man. they're relying on their journalists their journalists to create all the content for people to consume how many people go i get my news from twitter or i get my news from facebook when realistically they're getting their news from time watch, or the you or, watch the news watch any news program you hear the anchors always say uh the new york times is reporting that blah blah right. blah the Washington right. Post reports, blah, blah, blah. All the news comes from right. reporters, investigative reporters that come from 
newspapers. They're, they're doing have... all the work, but because your yeah. Aunt Maggie retweeted it, you go, well, I saw it on Twitter. You know, exactly. you know, and I saw it from it. ABC or whoever. No. Yeah. It originated from these journalists. And finally, does Lil Nas X have hooties? I yeah, just this is don't weird. know. What? I, yeah, Anthony said this to me in the beginning before we started. And I was like, what are you talking about? And apparently, Anthony noticed on his Twitter page that he had he has what looks like implants, breast so implants. This is from his official Twitter page. I'm not going to keep it up for long, but you can go to his Twitter and take a look at it. What? That's yeah, look at you. Is that some kind of weird filter, or did he? What does it say? What does it do it that might, again. It might be a Photoshop. It, it might be a Photoshop. I don't know, but um, what did he write on there about it? Oh, the caption God. is you could Lil Nas X on Twitter. Everybody go look at it. The caption is got bored, so I bought biddies. Let's call them. What do you guys think? <laughs> but then I he, I also, he also he also. He also released a stream and then here he is like singing in a car, but he cuts himself off from like, and it looks like as the camera dips a couple of times, it looks like there might be something there, but it doesn't, it doesn't look doesn't like, look, it doesn't look like he has biddies in this shot. No, oh, it doesn't. God. It doesn't. No, I think that was a Photoshop job. Yeah. Well, doesn't every guy want biddies? <laughs> in a way. In a way, see? Yeah, kind of in a way. At least you didn't flat out say no, Frank. I know. It's just it, it's just a strange way to promote. <laughs> you know what I mean? To promote. Anything. Yeah. I mean, look, if he said, look, I know how to use Photoshop. Right. Something. Different story. Yeah. Also, is, is it a little, I hate to sound like Frank, for lack of a better term, but it's a Here little. Is, <laughs> oh, God. Is it transphobic? No, I wasn't going to say that, but is it a little like, are you slighting all the trans people by, by like being like, that's I'm just going to use this sort of outlet to promote my album. You know what I mean? Like it feels a little. Oh God, Frank. I, I mean, say it, he said it. And I said, oh, Anthony. <laughs> I mean, Anthony. Yeah. Like I could imagine some people might be getting upset by this. Be like, what the hell, man? This is, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's two ways to look at everything. And if it's just a joke where he's like, I gave myself boobs, I don't think it was meant in any way to insult anybody. Yeah. I just miss the old days when you used to That's like, wrong. I don't know. used to like go on a drug bender or used to get into a horrible car accident to promote an album, you know? Right. Or be involved in a shooting or, you yeah, know. It's called the 90s. Yeah. Those were the good old days. Now you got to have fake movies just to promote a right, record. Exactly. Strange times. Uh, got us talking. Yeah. Ah, uh, America. Thanks, millennials. Between between Morgan Wallen using You're the N word and way. this guy getting movies, I don't okay. even know. I don't even know what to think anymore on album promotion. It's kind of scary. It is. It is. Oh, nice. that, it seems like he was just doing a like a Photoshop thing. Does I don't know if it's real. Let's see. Remember the weekend had all those like, uh, what's he doing to yeah, his I face? I still don't know what that's about. And that was all just yeah for the Super Bowl thing. So what did that have to do with anything though? What, what, what was the, right. is the album called like the new album called like face surgery or something? I don't know. I don't know, but nobody get know. ass implants. Cause I'm going to use that to promote what? Uh, an upcoming podcast. Too late. Too I'm going to get Kim Kardashian sized ass implants. Everybody wait for it. Some more junk in that trunk, man. That's right. Dropping soon, baby. 
drop into. Like There's it. nothing wider than Frank saying junk in the trunk, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> nothing wider. By the way, when is the when are the uh, <laughs> what's the stupid award show that we bet on? Oh, that's uh, what's today? When is that coming? The seventeenth. Is it Sunday? Next Sunday, a week Next and Sunday. a half from now. A week and a half. We still have to figure out what Janine's going to put up for what's what she's going to put up for uh, and what I'm going to put up because I'm not doing what we said. Yeah, yeah, you are. what you I'm said. Me? If I'm doing what I'm doing, you're you could wear right. you could wear a hat, please. Let's not even compare oh. these two things. It's it's not just wearing a hat. You if you're not going to wear the hat, then I'm not going to do my thing, and there's no reason to have a bet. That's fine. We'll just let down the entire audience. I think they forgot I about the bet already. It. No, they they didn't. They we did just not. reminded them if we didn't if we didn't talk about it ever again. Absolutely I not. I feel like we would. Uh, I forgot about it. You, uh, you know, I don't think we would have caused any problems. People haven't forgot about that, and people are still checking in to see if that uh, whatever her name is claimed the sink thing. Oh, we'll mention oh my again. God. Melissa Crowder still hasn't claimed it. She's the winner. Yeah. If she sees this message, here's cool. this message. You got to contact us. Uh, we've only it. got a couple of weeks left, and maybe we'll have to give it to someone else. Well, anyway, we have to figure out what we're gonna. What Janine, Janine, you have to come up with something. We got to come up with something. Can you dye your hair? Oh my god, no! Like go brunette. <coughs> That's too. Um, Why? Because you could easily change that back. No, I'll, I'll tell you what's on the table right now, and I don't even know how we would procure this, but she would have to. I'm assuming in a Tupperware, smell somebody's vomit that's the only oh. thing we've come up with because that that that's the reaction frank had to the maga hat and that's the reaction i had to getting a, a butt swab so that's that's the closest thing i got right now and i don't really want to see that to be honest with you i mean i really want to see frank wear a, a hat because i definitely <laughs> not going to because i don't want to lose because that's for damn sure i refuse to participate if that's the thing that's then that's no fun you're not a team player come on frank then I'm not a team. He'll get a colonoscopy if you do that. He's already got one. No. <laughs> he already had one. I've he, had a did couple. Did you have one? I've had like seven. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, let me find out. He's like, Doc, sign me up. Yeah, yeah. I have to get one next month? Okay. I volunteer for them. I sneak in. The way the way Lil Nas X gets hooties is the way I get colonoscopies, basically. His, his, his back door is like, uh, it's like Grand Central Station at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All fair when I, I want to know why you got them. Um, because I, it's not it's not a terribly interesting story. I had to you know get some things taken care of. That's all. Medical stuff. That's yeah. all. Man stuff. Okay. It's just man stuff. Uh, it's nothing gross. It's just uh, you know trying not to get that uh, cancer is all. That's basically okay. That's basically it. Um, but. Uh, I'll be disappointed. If, if Frank, you're such a baby. It's just a hat. Like, what's the big deal? It's not that big. It, man. It's like, I feel like it would burn my head. Oh, my God. You're, you got to do it. I don't have to do anything. No, you don't have to, but I, I feel like it's all in good fun. I feel like I have it the worst. Why are we trying to convince you? I know. Here? I know. He's, he's, please, he's sticking something up his butt. Yeah, but come on. You, you do it. You I do that. You, know you do worse? that once you a month anyway. No, I definitely don't. Well, I didn't hear what you said, Janine. How about just playing, oh, just playing like audio of people throwing up or dry heaving? No, no, you'd have to actually smell it. And I don't even know how we would get any for you. Like, how would you? It's not like you could just order. There's got to be a spray. 
Because there's like oh. fart spray. You is think there... there's like vomit smell spray? There might be. Can we order that? I don't even. I feel like we'll be breaking some law. I feel like if I Google that right now, I'm going to wind up on an FBI list. You're on a list. Yeah. Can you order vomit? On that note, how long is this podcast right now? It's, it's too long. About four hours. Yeah, it's too long is the answer. <laughs> Signing right. off. We'll continue to figure it out on the back end. Frank's going to definitely wear the hat. <laughs> That's what you said. Watch Frank wins in a oh. friggin' landslide. Just watch. He just that destroys. Be, you know he is. And runs the now, table. If I knew we were betting, I would, I, again, I would have taken a little more care to pick these things. I picked a lot of my answers based on, all right, you guys picked that one. You picked that one. So I'll pick the other one. Yeah. That's what I based okay. a lot of these on. All right. Well, I promise that we'll talk about this and we'll come up with something entertaining for the audience because that's what it's all about. At here's the end the, of the here's day. what we picked. But here's, these are our picks. Oh, by my the way. God. All right. I appreciate you guys watching and are listening. Of course, don't forget to go out and support our hero soap company, pals. They're the best. Link in the description below. Order up some soap for yourself. Proud sponsor of the podcast there. You buy a bar, they send a bar over to the troops to the greatest. Link in the description. Anthonyonair.com has links as well to not only hero soap, but our clips uh, channel, and of course the uh, merch store and everything else. So go check that out. Appreciate you guys watching and or listening. 